The following episode of the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio, includes advertising provided by our network, GCN. If you'd like to subscribe to an ad-free version of the program, plus the exclusive After the Paracast podcast, please visit www.theparacast.plus. That's P-L-U-S. Once again, that's www.theparacast.plus. The gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So this week on the Paragast, we digest what Kevin Randall told us last week, particularly about the so-called UAP whistleblower, David Grush, and what was good and not so good about the things he said. This week, we're only going to focus partly on UFOs. And we are introducing Ben Tahana Ingram. And he tells us here he's a musician and author, and he's fascinated by UFO ghosts and hauntings and cryptid creatures. Not necessarily in that order. He also has several books we'll be talking about as we progress. But to begin with, Ben, before we started up with the show, you said you were, quote, obsessed with the congressional hearings being held on this subject. Tell us more. Yeah, I have followed the, basically the last five years, I've been following all this news very closely. And the latest hearing, in my personal opinion, was absolutely incredible. We've never had anything close to that level of real down to the, what's actually going on in the hearings. Like There was a hearing last year where the ARO, A-A-R-O guys, they basically had every answer was, no comment, we don't know about that. This time was a lot different. I, I personally think the uh, new whistleblower, David Grush, is legitimate. His background checks out completely. Not only that, he actually has all of the classified information about the names of the reverse engineering programs. He has the names of people who work in these programs. He knows what defense contractors are involved. And he knows where these uh, crashed UFOs are being held. And uh, that is all highly significant. And, of course, he was saying throughout the hearing, like, they're like, well, can you tell us? And he was saying, oh, yeah, uh, right after, let's go into a secured classified skiff. And anyone with uh, top secret clearance, including all the senators, can have all of that information and they can follow up upon it and then uh, hopefully call to the stand to those types of people. But what actually happened, apparently, in retaliation to him being a whistleblower, the uh, powers that be the people who want to maintain the cover-up, they actually uh, revoked his security clearances completely, which is insane because, you know, before he was literally the guy who delivered press briefings to the White House uh, on a daily basis, he was very highly trusted and the single fact that he's come forward with this information is enough for them to revoke all his access and basically say, like, silence him, which is 
Uh, I think it's very concerning and troubling myself. And it seems like a, just another major roadblock in the whole situation. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. But yeah, that's my uh, quick take on it all. Well, the thing I'm worried about here is if they've revoked his security clearances, he yes. can't tell anybody because he doesn't no. have the authority any of the stuff that's still secure. So how does he even go into a skiff and reveal that he, information? Apparently he's not allowed to, which, uh, yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. It's, there'll be more hearings, believe me, and uh, people are going to be asking these questions like why he hasn't done anything except for done an interview, which he was cleared to do this interview by, uh, I don't know who it was, but it's like the Department of Defense. They basically reviewed his whole case and they said, you can talk about whatever you want as long as you don't reveal people or names or locations or anything that's like classified. But other than that, you can say anything. You know, uh, I don't know what, what is going to happen next, but hopefully there'll be uh, some more people they can call in as witnesses. I don't know. It's a developing story as we're recording this right now. For sure. As you realize, the skeptics of Grush have attacked him on the point that he can't reveal any information. So he's kind of stuck in the middle. Okay, here's somebody who's yeah. a whistleblower, evidently, but he can't tell us what he knows except in very general terms. And because yes. he speaks in general terms, they're not going to stop him because, of course, he's not being believed by a lot of people. Certainly, it's a field day for the UFO skeptics. Seth yeah. Shostak, uh, for example, wrote a piece for CNN. And that's the point he makes. Okay, this is fine, but he can't reveal any information we can check. Yes. Well, uh, the thing about that is, if you listen to all of David Grush's statements, I don't think he ever is saying, like, you guys, you have to believe me. All he's, like, basically saying is, I want this to be followed up on and independently investigated and corroborated hopefully by other people uh the media the congress what have you needs to look into it it's kind of like he's passing on the information to the proper authorities and channels he's already given this information to the inspector general all the information that's classified so uh yeah if i were a member of these hearings that would be the next person i would uh call as a witness in the next hearing i would call the inspector general of the united states um get him to say exactly what is going on uh they can't revoke that guy's clearance that's for sure uh yeah they could fire him of course the president could fire the guy yeah yeah you're right there's always something that they can do but yeah uh, the skeptics um you know in my opinion they're grasping at straws at this point because uh, David Grush, we can say for sure he is who he says he is. Like his military career and record is a matter of the public record. So this guy isn't lying about his identity. Uh, and yeah, it was kind of like a loophole that happened because since he was not directly involved with any of these reverse engineering programs, all that he said happened was when he was a member of the UAP task force, part of his job was to uh, find all the historical legacy programs, the reverse engineering programs. And that's when he started uh, meeting with these people who knew about this stuff. 
and they told him everything they knew and uh he tried to vet their backgrounds and uh he according to him uh the most he'll say about them is they are all people who are part of the military intelligence communities they're people whose background seems seems to be real as well and uh yeah that's what that's what's going on right now um yeah it'll be really interesting to see what happens uh every day there seems to be a new development in this story uh so you know probably a week from now when people are listening to it uh they'll this will all be old news and uh, there'll be something new that's happened but you know there will be more hearings uh, i'm very confident about that well we would certainly hope that something comes forward but you understand people like me and tim have been at this ufo game for many decades and we've seen yes. hopes build and dash yes. remember for example they had congressional hearings in the 1960s called no less by Gerald Ford, who later was appointed vice president by Richard Nixon and later became president. So those are the hearings where they set up the Condon Committee. The Condon Committee, the Condon Committee concluded in advance of doing any research that there was nothing to it, which is what they planned. Yes. Now with the current program, since the 2017 revelation in the New York Times, with Ralph Blumenthal, Leslie Kane, and Helene Cooper. It sounded promising, but they've taken that group and replaced it with other groups, and then another group, and they keep reorganizing it, and they keep starting from scratch, and it never seems as if they get anything done. It's inclined to confuse people. Yeah, so there's reason there to be confused. It doesn't mean there isn't a sincere interest in the subject. I think several congressmen really take it seriously. I think one of the instigators of the original UFO program, the late Senator Harry Reid, was an ET believer. We've got more with Ben, Gene, and Tim. You're in the Paracast. Hey, listeners. I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. Do you need to get your hands on some extra money right now? Maybe 25000 or more? If you're a homeowner, now is the perfect time to get cash out while homes in many neighborhoods like yours have gone up in value. You can use the money for anything. It's yours. You can buy an investment property, pay off higher interest debt, or make home improvements. If you need 25000 50000 or more, now is the time. 
Home values are up, and so is your equity. We offer you a way to use it. No need to use your savings. Call New American Funding now and see how much cash out you can get. Call 800-721-2477. 800-721-2477. That's 800-721-2477. NMLS 6606. www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. This is not an offer or commitment to lend. Subject to borrower and property qualifications. Not all borrowers will qualify. Terms and conditions apply. Equal housing opportunity. Bad theater seats, cheap Halloween masks, my apartment, all things with obstructed views. Add to these large trucks and buses. 18-wheelers and large buses have big blind spots, and like my apartment, they don't always have the best view. Bus and truck drivers deal with blind spots around the entire vehicle. Always take care not to ride alongside or too close behind them. Our roads, our responsibility. Learn more at sharetheroadsafely.gov. I had no idea it would destroy my life. But before it happened, I had a successful business in Austin, Texas. Everyone laughed at me when I shut that business down, but I could not ignore the wake-up call. I was volunteering on a project to get locally grown food into a school. That project was a complete failure, and I discovered that there were few local farmers, there's only four days' worth of food in the grocery stores, and everything comes 1,500 miles via a just-in-time trucking system. I lost friends and family who told me I was crazy to worry about that, but I kept at it. I'm Marjorie Wildcraft. Those of us who know what's going on in the world know you need to become self-reliant before the dollar collapses. I've created a free webinar at GCNfood.com. I can show you, like I've shown hundreds of thousands of people, how to grow lots of food, even if you have no experience, you're older, or you're out of shape. Do it now, before the stores are boarded up and food is not available at any price. Go to GCNfood.com. GCNfood.com. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla. I started fighting the IRS over 40 years ago when they tried to seize my mother's house. I sued the IRS and won. I beat the IRS then, and I've been beating them ever since. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I've helped thousands of people deal with tax problems they thought might never be solved. I can help you, too. If you owe taxes you can't pay, don't wait another day. There's no such thing as a hopeless tax case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com, danpilla.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. We introduce Ben Tahana Ingram, and he's a guy who has been studying the paranormal game. Let's call it that way. And we start with UFOs because he says he's been obsessed with the hearings. He's given us some very good insights and we're looking at more. But obviously here, we wonder if it's a forlorn hope, whether anything's um, going to come of it. I was actually talking to a friend at work who like didn't know anything about this stuff. And he was like saying, okay, like I get like this guy is uh, this big time whistleblower. But his question was, why are they even like, why is this in the news? Why is this even a thing? Like, I don't trust it, which I see a lot of people don't inherently trust anything that has to do with Congress or the government. Like they all think it's some kind of psyop or distraction. I thought a lot about that. And, uh, 
I think why all this is happening now and why I think it's different now is because they want disclosure. Like the powers that be definitely, they know they cannot keep this a secret forever if all this stuff is really true. They basically what they've decided is they need to control the narrative. They need to get ahead of the story and they need to uh, present it in a way that is sequential they can't just have like the president of the United States come out and say, guess what, guys, there's been a massive cover up and <laughs> aliens are real. Uh, they can't do that. So <laughs> if you look at the last five years, they've done it all very slowly. They've allowed it to be made public that, yes, there was a tip. Yes, we have been studying UFOs. Oh, and then 2020, the DOD says, yes, here's the videos. They're real, even though they were already leaked. I guess this might just be one, the next logical step. We have this whistleblower who comes out and makes these very controversial and public claims that are, as of yet, unverified. And uh, it's kind of a good way for the general public who finds this stuff to be very shocking to kind of start to wrap their heads around it. And, uh, you know, uh, I guess depending on how this goes, I don't know. I personally have been saying for a long time, the next thing that's going to happen is they're going to announce they found life on Mars. Bacterial, microbial life, probably. Some, not like not anything very dramatic, but yes, they're probably going to uh, discover life on Mars within the next couple of years. And uh, that will get people's minds uh, around the concept of what possibly could be intelligent life existing in the universe. But yeah, they definitely can't uh, reveal it all too quickly. And it's all probably part of a much larger plan that us people even want to study the subject aren't aware of completely. And we don't know all the players or factors involved. Another thing, in my opinion, is there's probably various competing agendas at play here. There's probably people who want it to happen. There's people who are fighting that. There's people in some programs who have no knowledge of other programs, like there's probably multiple classified UFO reverse engineering programs. Perhaps some have been successful. Perhaps some are still struggling to understand the science behind it all. So uh, it's a very complicated situation, but it's all very interesting. And uh, that's my, my take on it as an observer who, yeah, I've been trying to keep up with it all. Yeah, these are exciting times we live in. That's for sure. Now, one point you made, which I bring up every so often. We don't believe what the government tells us. And that might depend mm -hmm. on who's running the government. So mm -hmm. the example would be if the president of the United States said, it doesn't have to say we admit we covered it up. It is we can confirm now that we're being visited by extraterrestrials, whatever the answer is. What's going to happen is a small number of people will say, ah, Finally, we're vindicated. Others will say, no, the government lies to us. Others will say, yes. that guy is not even the president. So yes. literally speaking, I have a prediction here, which may be totally wrong, is we could have disclosure and it will disappear from the newscasts within two or three days to be taken over by all the other nonsense we have to deal with. And that's the most interesting thing of all. Unless E.T. lands or is there some momentous news with relation 
to the UFOs, not just saying, well, yes. they appear to be ET. Nobody's going to care. In fact, there was a comment in one of the articles I read on the hearings saying the general public says, meh. Well, um, I, I completely agree with you. Uh, it seems like and now most people don't really care about what's going on, which is massively frustrating for people like us. But uh, I, yeah, I personally think like when people say, okay, well, why, why should I care? Why does this matter? Uh, what I will tell them is to me, the most important thing is consider the technology. If we have disclosure and they uh, disclose the technology as well, we can know for sure this technology is in no way related to fossil fuels. Uh, there's no heat signature on any of these UFOs. It's probably a renewable, unlimited energy source, if you believe people like Bob Lazar, how he described it worked. Yeah, it's uh, basically it has the potential to completely revolutionize all energy on the planet. Basically, it would put all the oil and gas and other energy companies who don't start getting up to speed completely out of business and uh that in and of itself is a very big existential threat to uh some of these corporations and some of these uh powers out there so i think that's a factor well that's also a very big motive to dispute client change you yeah. deny client change because climate change you deny climate change because the Oil companies are going to suffer because people will use less oil and look for more renewable sources of energy. And certainly if ET has that renewable source of energy, that could dictate a reason to keep it quiet. But the other thing is the oil companies are profit-making corporations. If they embrace it, they make money. Well, I also consider this. Once we have access to this technology... We can travel into space easily. Uh, Elon Musk will be out of business, or SpaceX will. And think about the resources out in space. There's basically unlimited resource of every kind possible to imagine. So, yeah, if, uh, if you have this uh, technology and you can go anywhere in the solar system very quickly, or even outside of the solar, solar system, you can uh, have access to unlimited resources uh yeah it's basically all question of uh, not enough uh resources to sustain the planet is irrelevant like there's so much water out in our own solar system uh, there's water everywhere basically yeah that's another thing to think about i think if it only happened of course there are other theories out there about ufo origins about the possibility that they come from other dimensions, maybe part of our collective unconscious. I'm going to ask you, Ben, if you've considered any of these alternative theories. We've got more to come. Ben Tejada, England. Gene Steinberg, Tim Swartz, you're in. The Paracast. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. If we've learned anything from recent news, it's that unexpected things are happening. Your gut tells you there's something very wrong going on, and all the evidence suggests that there is. Government emails are hacked. There's talk of how to fight World War III, and trade of grains and food are being disrupted. Those in charge say everything's fine. Stop noticing, but you know better. 
It's time to invest in self-reliance and emergency food storage now more than ever. My Patriot Supply, the nation's largest emergency preparedness company, is the place you can trust. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contains tasty breakfasts, lunch, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Get at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save 25%, plus get free shipping on all their three-month emergency food kits. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com today. It's time to prepare for what's coming. MyPatriotSupply.com USA News Update. A federal judge is giving former President Trump until Monday to respond to special counsel Jack Smith's motion for a protective order. The motion was filed in response to Trump's social media post Friday, quote, if you go after me, I'm coming after you. The Texas Attorney General is appealing a ruling that would have relaxed the state's abortion ban. Until final word from the Texas Supreme Court, though, the state's current abortion ban remains in effect. Two Orlando officers are expected to survive after they were shot during a traffic stop following a carjacking. The gunman was shot by police and died from his injuries. At the movies, it's all Barbie. In its third weekend of release, it's poised to top the billion-dollar mark in theaters worldwide. Oppenheimer is battling for second place. Jerry Barmash, USA News. I know I need to pay attention to my health, but I just can't seem to find the time. Between rushing to work and taking care of the kids, there's not much time left over for me. So I decided to start small by eating more fruits and vegetables and being more active. And then I got the family to make some changes, too. We started by keeping a bowl of fresh fruit on the counter, and I limit the amount of sweet snacks I keep in the house. I've also found some creative ways to add more vegetables to our meals. We're taking more walks, and on the weekends, we head down to the pool at the rec center. It doesn't happen every day, but it does happen. You don't have to change your entire life to be healthier. Just make some simple changes and include your family. You'll see how easy and fun it can be. You can make a difference. Eat smart, play hard. And when you do, your kids will too. A challenge from USDA. Attention, your money is now controlled by the U.S. government. Picture a world where your every purchase is monitored, tracked, and controlled by those in power to suppress the freedoms of those they see fit. Hi, my name is Jason Hansen. I'm a former CIA officer and New York Times bestselling author. And right now, I've become very focused on the impending rollout of the central bank digital currency. This is not a work of fiction. It's a terrifying reality looming on the horizon. But there is a bit of good news. I've partnered with Advantage Gold to offer you a solution. They are specialists in converting your traditional assets, like those inside an IRA or 401k, into tangible assets such as physical gold and silver. Don't allow your money to be controlled. Claim your free gold protection kit from Advantage Gold. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Call 800-900-8000. Hi, this is Tracy Torme, screenwriter, producer. You're listening to Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio.
So I know Tim has a bunch of questions he's going to ask, but I'll ask you one more, which I mentioned in the previous segment, Ben. And that is, what about the alternative theories? First of all, multiple dimensions, because that's something that David Grush has referred to in his interviews. Or the theory by some that it's a manifestation of our collective unconscious using the archetypes as described by the late Swiss psychiatrist, Dr. Carl Jung. What's your perception of the alternatives? Yeah, I think actually when people ask, like, what are these? Are they extraterrestrial? Are they interdimensional? My answer is both. It's not like there's just one type of, let's say, non-human intelligence interacting with our planet. I think it's probably many different things going on all simultaneously, and it makes it a little bit confusing. But uh, consider uh, what happens when people do uh, CE5 or people like Chris Bledsoe, if you've heard of that guy. When people see these kind of like luminous orbs of light that intelligently seem to interact and float around the sky, I think those are nothing to do with any kind of physical craft. I think those are something possibly from another dimension or other level of reality we can't normally perceive. And uh, that's probably, uh, in my opinion, those could be more benevolent in nature. But when we talk about UFOs, there's, of course, flying saucers as well, which I tend to believe are more likely to be from a different planet as in a physical location in the universe, piloted by physical beings, probably the greys, in my opinion. But it's definitely all of the all of these theories are valid and likely uh, to be going on all at once. Let's go back uh, uh, real quick to the actual hearing. You know, he said afterwards that, uh, you know, anybody with a security uh, uh, clearance can come and, and, and he would talk to them. But what kind of security clearance would civilian politicians have? I mean, even senators and congressmen probably don't have the proper clearance to hear a lot of this information. Heck, there's even doubt that the President of the United States has a need to know about UFOs. That's a really good question, and I actually don't know the answer to that, but I will tell you what I do know. Uh, so, Arrow, the All-Domain Anomaly Resolution Office, as you know, is their uh, congressional task to investigate all of this. I'll tell you right now, they do not have the proper clearance. They only have Title 10 security clearance, when in reality it goes up to Title 50. How is a Title 10 cleared organization supposed to find all of this information and supposed to uncover this top secret program when they aren't even cleared to do so in the first place is my question. Mm. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, one of the inherent problems with RO. Another problem is RO is created by the DOD, and it is the DOD who is uh, accused of creating this whole massive cover-up to begin with. And so how can you really trust any type of governmental organization to really tell us? And it's very convenient because anytime they ask for a statement about David Grush, of course, they all say, well, well, according to RO, none of these things are true. None of these things we have been able to confirm. It's almost as if this is some kind of massive, I would say, convenient 
conspiracy in order to have deniability and be able to uh, officially write these things off. So yeah, yeah, it's a there's definitely something going on, and there is a cover up. And who gets to know the, these these things? According to David Grush, anyone with a top secret clearance. Uh, but it's all need to know. And that's the thing. Like they're not going to tell you <laughs> just because you have the clearance. Uh, you're going to have to go knock on some doors and talk to people. Put them under oath is a good way to start. Well, one of the other things that that he's talked about, and I don't, I don't expect you to know this either, but you know, this is something that'll be you know fun to speculate on, is that he mentioned when it came to say like uh, crash retrievals that the United States wasn't the only country that mm-hmm. had these things, and if he's being upfront about what he's talking about. What has stopped these other countries, if what he was saying was true, from just coming out and saying, you know, hey, we're not afraid of the United States. We've got crashed UFOs. But nobody has done that over the years. And I can't believe that the United States has had that kind of major influence on some unfriendly countries, you know. That may yeah. have actually, you know, have have been able to get a hold of these things. Absolutely, that is a really great point. And uh, here's what's happening: if I th- I think if it's some um, kind of like non-major world power, if it's a small country that happens to find a UFO and crash, yeah, they're going to come out and be like, "Hey guys, we got this stuff. This is our stuff. Look at us." But uh, Probably what's really going on is the major world powers, Russia, China, for example, they undoubtedly have crashed UFOs. They are reverse engineering them. And it's kind of like a new Cold War, in my opinion. It's like the secret kind of like arms race that's been going on behind the scenes for 80 plus years. And uh, it's kind of like you don't want to reveal your card. You don't necessarily want to tell your adversaries what you have and what you're capable of. So, yeah, it's all really uh, wraps into a very complex global geopolitical power power play and uh, quest for world domination in a sense. Uh, yeah, it's a very complicated thing when you get nation states involved in uh, this highly advanced technology. Great question. <laughs> That's my opinion. And you're going to stick to it, huh? Anyway, the thing is here also I wonder about when we talk about reverse engineering is whether we are even capable of reverse engineering what this technology might be. Imagine sending an iPhone back to 1947 and saying, figure it out. And we're talking here about, you know, around the time the transistor is invented. And now you've got a device where the tiny chip has the equivalent of billions of transistors. How would they even figure that Um, out? And now consider a civilization a couple hundred years ahead of ours, not to mention thousands. And they send their aircraft here capable of interstellar flight. We probably couldn't get to first base with it now, the next 10 years, the next 50 years. Well, that's a, yeah, that's a, something that's really you have to consider. And, uh, yeah, I do not think anyone anywhere has been able to 100% understand and reverse engineer 
these craft successfully. I think if you uh, look at it, like they've probably been able to figure out certain parts of it, certain components. And uh, there is a book that came out uh, in the 90s. It was called The Day After Roswell. And uh, according to that book, it was written by a general who worked at the Pentagon. He said uh, he got a big box of Roswell crash debris, and he started to seed it out to defense contractors, have them look at little little bits and pieces of it, not the whole giant spaceship, but little bits of it. And he said out of those pieces of reverse-engineered technology, they were able to come up with stuff like uh, fiber optics, transistors, uh, computer chips, uh, even Velcro. <laughs> was one of them but uh yeah you you think uh, about the major explosion of advancement in technology we've had since the 1940s uh it, it all kind of makes sense to me that could be what's going on our next segment okay. i'm going to kind of give you a little bit of a counterpoint on the book day after roswell by colonel philip corso and william burns more to come okay. with gene Tim and Ben, you're in the Pericast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. If you love mysteries, you'll love these two books by Tim R. Swartz and Sean Castile. In Mimics, The Others Among Us, you'll learn about the strange beings that can look like us, but are not. In Alien Artifacts, Incredible Evidence of Exotic Material from UFO Encounters, you'll see the hard evidence of UFOs that has been ignored or even hidden. These books will definitely blow your mind, and both are now available on Amazon.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right, we cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. Silver has always been nature's very own antibiotic, and only one system allows you to generate an endless supply of natural silver solutions. Silverlungs.com. You'll find no wild claims or pseudoscience, just a lifetime of nano-sized pure silver solutions. The Silver Lungs generator allows you to make your own, so stop paying for silver solutions. The unique lung delivery system targets respiratory infections where other silver solutions simply cannot reach. See the Silver Lungs generator and lung delivery system at Silverlungs.com. That's Silverlungs.com. If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. 
These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com. What if Extendivite really works, but you find that hard to believe and you spend precious time looking for someone to say, just try it. I have my help today because of Extendivite, and if I did not take a leap of faith and try it, well, I would be on disability today. Take one bottle of Extendivite as suggested for 60 days to find out for yourself. No need to stop any other meds you may be on. You know by now that they are not working for you. Before the 60 days are up, I know that you will feel Extendivite working for you and will want to take another bottle. Life is too short. Get your Extendivite today. Extendivite is available in capsule or liquid form for just $69.95 for a two-month supply. To get started, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Extendovite. Hi, this is Don Ecker, and you are tuned into the Paracast. Let me tell you what, you're going to hear stuff here that you probably won't hear anywhere else. Hear that, George Snorri? So Ben Tejada Ingram raised the book The Day After Roswell, and that's the late Colonel Philip Corso wrote the book with William Burns, a true crime writer who later on came to be the co-editor and publisher of UFO magazine. Somebody, if you look at the old archives of the Paracast, you'll see interviews with Mr. Burns, whom I've met a number of times, as a matter of fact. And I liked him, and he had very good stories to tell. But in general, what Corso said in that book is very hotly disputed, like transistors. Now, sure. Transistors were invented around 1947, within months of when the Roswell crash happened. So any transistors used by E.T. were far in advance of anything that they might have invented. Fiber optics, I don't know. They also mentioned things like night vision goggles, which were invented by the Germans in the 30s. The key is that some of the technologies he mentions are things that have a legitimate development history that has nothing whatever to do with that book. I don't know the purpose. I did not know that. That's interesting. The thing here is that he also misstated some of his credentials. I don't know his motives because he was a guy with a pretty good military record. Why would we have said that? Why would we have said that? In fact, the original forward to the book came from a U.S. senator he worked for, Strom Thurmond from South Carolina. But once they learned it was a book about UFOs, he withdrew that recommendation. So it left the book. I don't know the final story about Philip Corso. But I do know that... I I do not know how much of that book is accurate. Like, I read it a pretty long time ago, and uh, a lot of it has been under 
scrutiny, it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> uh, or else we'd all be talking about it more these days, I would think. So that's very interesting. I, I, I hadn't really, uh, you know, known much about it uh, these days. Well, the problem also is that a book like this or a claim can get plenty of publicity. But the fact-checking doesn't necessarily get the same kind of publicity. And again, we're dealing with a book that came out in the 1990s. So we're talking about 25 years, whatever. And therefore, what we talked about then, what we talked about in the Paracast 15 years ago, may not be front and center. No blame for this. There's a lot of claims out there. Some may be true, some may not be. It could very well be that... Colonel Corso did get involved in attempts to reverse engineer something, but basically the book itself is disinformation. I mean, essentially that's kind of what, uh, I know, uh, Tom DeLonge, was, uh, he did something kind of similar with his recent books. Uh, he uh, basically has stated, like, uh, I cannot, in these books, like they're fiction, He says they're fiction, but uh, all of it is based on real things that I know has happened based on my meetings with people. It could be that, uh, yeah, Corso's book was like something like that, that is more based on his true experiences. But the specifics may not, he may not have been able to come out and say it all. I don't know. I'm just uh, speculating here. I really don't know. Well, I just always find, found it curious that you had somebody like Corso who had a very stellar military career, very admired uh, by a lot of the people that, uh, that, that he served with, and then to come out with a book like that, which makes some, some people think that when um, Bill Burns got involved, that there was yeah. uh, embellishment going on mm-hmm. uh you know with uh, uh, some of these claims that you know corso had, yeah that you know that corso had said yeah. that you know he was involved with uh, at least a a, a small part cuz see you know he seemed to imply that this stuff that had been discovered at Roswell had been you know portioned out to each of the different branches of the military, and yeah. you know this, you know, like uh, basically, it's just like a, uh, a file drawer full of stuff that nobody could tell what it was 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 given to to his branch, and so yeah. then you know Bill got a hold of that that aspect and said, "Well, let's just see what we can do with that story," and then that's that's the genesis of of the book. Well, yeah, the thing about it, you have to be very careful is, like, you have to look at the profit motivations in these instances. Yeah, if someone's trying to write a book and sell a book, it's in their best interest to make it as sensational as possible. So, uh, fortunately, we don't think David Grush is writing a book anytime soon. But, uh, yeah, a lot of people who are writing these books, not that there's anything wrong with it. Uh, I've written some books, and, uh, you know, I do my best, but uh, I don't know. It's uh, one of those things where people always will say, well, are you trying to uh, tell the truth here or are you trying to make a little bit of money? <laughs> so, yeah, it's uh, got to be careful and do your research every time, I would say. Well, and I should point out that the uh, the day after Roswell, 
was probably the only book on UFOs that actually ever made some money. Because it, really? uh, oh yeah yeah well I mean you know if if uh, it was on the uh, the New York Times bestseller list for a while uh, I don't know if any other UFO book yeah. has has had that distinction and for you know the, yeah for the skeptics out there who you know who, who will say that oh you know like uh, these these people they're just all in it for the money there's no yeah. money <laughs> you're not <laughs> going to get rich. Writing books right. about Ross or you know UFOs, UIPs, whatever. Yeah, so if you want to make money, there's better ways, people. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, U- UFOs. That's not going to be your golden road <laughs> to the bank. No, definitely <laughs> <Probably> not. <laughs> Unfortunately for us. Uh, well, last week we had uh, um, Kevin Randall on, and Kevin speculated that that. David, his, his, the next thing that he's going to do is go on the lecture circuit, you know, because right. for some, for some people, the lecture circuit along these lines can be profitable. So it will be yes. interesting. Yeah, it will be interesting to see, you know, like what what the rest of this year, next year, uh, will bring to. Yeah, you know, it's possible. <laughs> Anything is possible. I don't know, man. It's I've heard people say that too, and no, I guess we'll just have to play it out. You know, uh, Lou Elizondo is writing a book. Bob Lazar has written a book. All these guys write books eventually. So, you know, uh, not that I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I like to read these books, but uh, yeah, it's always uh, kind of makes them look a little bit. Profit motivated, which is unfortunate, which is, I don't think they always do it for that reason. <laughs> but uh, yeah, well, you just have to look at each one individually, I would say. People need to be paid yeah. for their work. Right. Exactly. From okay. actors to cosmeticians to books written about UFOs, any topic, sure. But if you write the book just to get the money, and yeah. sacrifice your principles, that's another story. So that's a matter of concern. As far as Luis Elizondo is concerned, I'm not aware he knows anything about UFOs beyond what he might have learned in the government with regard to the recent cases. So I don't know what new things he can teach I don't think he, he does us. either. Um, Tom DeLong I, I definitely His, doesn't seem to know that much, as evidenced by his fiction efforts. Yeah. You were saying? Okay. Tom DeLong with his To the Stars Academy he was a big bust. I think he went back to what is the band Blink 182. I have to say I've never heard his music. He may be a terrific musician. I've just never heard that stuff. So whatever. But the point being here is that there are people who get public attention but don't produce anything. Bob Lazar I have problems with over the years. In fact Tim and I made efforts to get Bob Lazar in the Paracast, but he's not doing interviews anymore. The only thing that makes me interested in him is the fact that there are some people who are supposed to know better, like George Knapp, the Las Vegas TV newscaster, who is very big into UFOs and very serious kind of guy. He apparently believed Lazar at one time, and that's what makes me wonder. But until Lazar is ready to come forward again 
and answer the questions that we have, I just keep that in what we call our gray basket, where we don't know one way or the other where to go. We have Ben, we have Tim, we have Gene, and we're going to open up another basket because you're in the Pedicast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Hey, listeners. I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Wallach, veterinarian and naturopathic physician. The Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy with an important message. Take charge of your health. Do not continue to blindly follow the system that has failed us all. I appreciate GCN listeners because you're open-minded and intelligent. If our system is so great, why is it that the United States, the USA, ranks nearly 60th worldwide in longevity and number one in obesity? All the while, we spend more money than all the other countries combined annually on unnecessary health care procedures and toxic drugs. It doesn't take much to get on track, not with the government or pharmaceutical companies, but rather you in control of your own health with a basic understanding of nutrition and supplementation. FDI Longevity has the finest quality health, sports, and energy supplements available. GCN listeners are invited to join our team of people who want to stay healthy well into old age. We are currently looking for specialists to represent FDI Longevity and save America. To buy products at wholesale prices or join our business team, go to GCNteam.com. That's GCNteam.com. Support GCN. Get healthy. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. As you see, Ben, there are lots of interesting reports about UFOs and sightings and investigations, but no end of people who either are mistaken or do it for a living and makes it difficult, as you see. By the way, I was going to ask you, having jumped into the UFOs first, what got you interested? Oh, man, uh, I think that it was in the 90s, there was a show called Sightings on the Sci-Fi Channel. And that show covered UFOs and aliens. And yeah, that's what got me interested. Uh, And I'm also a big fan of uh, Ancient Aliens, the History Channel show. I find that whole... Uh, line of thought very compelling and fascinating so uh yeah i guess uh, uh it's been kind of a lifelong interest for me yeah yeah i remember the uh, uh 
I think Sightings originally was on Fox because I remember that they replaced Sightings with the X-Files. And when the X-Files first came on, I was like, oh, I want to watch I want to watch Sightings, not some <laughs> a fictional science fiction show. But then X-Files kind of proved themselves, so I was okay with it then. That's yeah. because the truth is out there. <laughs> yes. I need to go back and find that and watch Sightings again. I remember it was a great show. So that's that's uh, it, it was because of Sightings that you got... Uh, you got the the first interest in the world of the weird. One hundred percent. Sightings was a hit for me. After mm-hmm. that, I was hooked. <laughs> yes. So what was uh, I mean? Okay. Before we get into your books, okay. We now we know that uh, you are influenced by by sightings, which, like a lot of people, uh, television shows do have a big influence. I know for like uh, uh, myself, the uh, Leonard Nimoy show uh, In Search Of probably uh, uh, helped get me started. But um, as for yourself, have you had any personal experiences with the paranormal that you could talk about? Uh, Yeah. I've had what I consider to be a Bigfoot encounter when I was growing up. Ooh, as let's well hear about as more that. recently, I've been uh, invest- doing some a little bit of paranormal investigating. But uh, my Bigfoot oh. encounter, I was in the uh, sixth grade, and um, my parents live in southern Oregon out in the woods. And uh, I had a couple of friends over, and we, we, were, uh, we had a giant trampoline in the backyard. And this is out in the forest, mind you. And we're out there, like kind of like camping out overnight on the trampoline. And uh, we've done this before. It's you know, it's spooky and fun. And uh, we kept on hearing a bunch of little noises out in the woods around us, which is completely normal. Like you always hear noises out in the woods. But we kept on this this one night. We kept on hearing footsteps, and it would start and stop. And it would kind of like come from different directions. And it was kind of scary. And we were all like, oh, my God, there's some something out here. Like, we're hearing it. And so what happens is about uh, 20 feet away from us, the ground is level. And then it slopes down at an angle. And we hear from down below. We can't really see. But we hear what sounds to be a small tree getting snapped and then we hear loud, bipedal running footsteps running up this hill. Crash, 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 running through the trees. And when it gets to the top of the hill, right on our level, it's 20 feet away, it lets out a blood-curdling screech. And uh, the only way I can kind of like describe it to you is very high-pitched, almost uh, kind of like the velociraptors in Jurassic Park. And, um, yeah, so we just ran for our lives. I don't think I even looked. I was so scared. We all ran into the house and locked the doors. And um, that was it. So uh, later on, like, oh, the next day, we were looking around, and I think we did find a little tree that looked like it was snapped. And um, 
now when I look back on it, I'm like, yeah, that was absolutely a Bigfoot. It was not a bear. It was not a mountain lion. It was not a human being. And uh, in addition to that, that's something that Bigfoot is known to do. They're known to, it's called a super knock. They sometimes are known to kind of like snap these small trees or branches to scare people. So, And they screech a lot. So um, I believe it was a Bigfoot. I, I really don't see anything else it could have been. And plus Oregon and Washington are known for... Lots of Bigfoot sightings. Uh, yes, yes. Had there? Do you know? Had there been any other uh, uh, sightings around that area before or after yours? Not, not, um, not with you, but with you know, with other people. I actually don't know many people personally, but uh, the whole area, Southern Oregon, is like perfect Bigfoot territory. Uh, it's not too far away from Bluff Creek, California, actually. That's just mm-hmm. kind of like over the hill, uh, probably less than an hour or two away. Uh, yeah, there's an abundance of wildlife of every kind. There's so many deer. Like, you see a deer every single day of your life. And some people, like, theorize, like, Bigfoot eats deer. And if that is true, um, there is really no better place for him than southern Oregon and I have a map like that. Well, it's called the Bigfoot Mapping Project. What they do is they map out sightings, uh, every sighting that's ever occurred on public record. And there is quite a bit of them around Southern Oregon. They all kind of like tend to follow the Cascade Mountain Range, actually. Uh, it's pretty interesting. Yeah. So you say, you say that, uh, that the location is not too far from Bluff Creek? Oh, uh, yeah, that's just uh, Northern California. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I grew up Ashland, Oregon, probably uh, 30 minutes from California. Oh, so maybe it was Patty paying you a visit. It could have been, man. It could have <laughs> been. I don't know why she was so mad at us. <laughs> could have been. <laughs> it's, you know, it's. Uh, I always... I always find these sightings interesting because people tend to think that the uh, um, you know the, the the Northwest is the sole location of Bigfoot sightings. But if you go in and that like that map that you were referring to, I think probably Hawaii would be the only state in the United States that doesn't yeah. have. Bigfoot sightings. That's that's 100% true, yeah. The thing about Bigfoot is uh, if you really study it, a lot of people think they migrate a lot. So it's kind of like they, like any other animal, they go with the weather, the seasons, and where the food is. So, yeah, um, you know, Pacific Northwest is, of course, number one location, if you ask anyone, but... Uh, it's not like that's the only area by any means. Uh, they're all over. <laughs> they they move all all over the place. So now you uh, you also stated that uh, you experienced some uh, um, paranormal uh, encounters. Well, uh, yeah, I mean uh, that's kind of like a more recent thing. Uh, I have a channel on YouTube called anomaly hunters and um it's basically 
I'm kind of like the cameraman, so you can't won't really see my face very much. But uh, it's just me and my uh, couple friends who go out and try to investigate various haunted locations and do your whole uh, paranormal investigation out there. So, uh, uh, yeah, I can uh, tell you a bit about that if you want. Oh, please do. Yes. But before you tell us, we've got to do the pause that refreshes here. And the only okay. refreshment here is bottled water, if you know what I mean. we got Tim, Gene, and Ben. You're in mm, the Paracast. Hey, listeners. I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com. Are you a business owner? Are you confused by the complexity of the tax laws? We can help. I'm Dan Pilla, and I've been helping business owners solve tax problems for over 40 years. My book, The Small Business Tax Guide, shows proven ways to avoid all the common business tax problems. Don't risk your business. Go to danpilla.com to order your copy. That's danpilla.com. Order now and get a free 15-minute call directly with me, a $99 value. Go to danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com. I had no idea it would destroy my life. But before it happened, I had a successful business in Austin, Texas. Everyone laughed at me when I shut that business down, but I could not ignore the wake-up call. I was volunteering on a project to get locally grown food into a school. That project was a complete failure, and I discovered that there were few local farmers, there's only four days' worth of food in the grocery stores, and everything comes 1,500 miles via a just-in-time trucking system. I lost friends and family who told me I was crazy to worry about that, but I kept at it. I'm Marjorie Wildcraft. Those of us who know what's going on in the world know you need to become self-reliant before the dollar collapses. I've created a free webinar at GCNfood.com. 
I can show you, like I've shown hundreds of thousands of people, how to grow lots of food, even if you have no experience, you're older, or you're out of shape. Do it now, before the stores are boarded up and food is not available at any price. Go to GCNfood.com. GCNfood.com. Honorary Forest Ranger Betty White here, lending a hand to my dear friend Smokey Bear. Because for 75 years, he's only said, Only you can prevent wildfires. But there's a lot more to say. Like, if you park your car on tall, dry grass, the hot exhaust pipe can start a wildfire. So be careful out there. Go to SmokeyBear.com to learn more about wildfire prevention. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. So now, Ben, you can tell us what we stopped you from telling us in the last segment. Go ahead. Yeah, so um, my experience in paranormal investigation is very limited right now but uh i've watched a lot of tv shows which is where (laughs) i get my uh information from on how to do it and uh so yeah we've done about three investigations so far it's a lot or anything but the first time we did it we went to um the here in oregon we have these restaurants called mcminimins and what they do is they basically buy out very old and historic buildings, very haunted buildings. So they bought out this Masonic Lodge and they turn it into like a hotel, restaurant, bar type thing. And so, uh, yeah, we just, we definitely aren't professionals by any means. We just kind of show up with our camera and some devices and film and see what happens. But uh, yeah, so this first time we're out at the Grand Lodge and we're doing our investigation, we're walking around asking questions and uh, we have a couple apps and other devices to investigate with. And uh, we got some pretty interesting responses. So I guess the craziest thing that happened was we are by this door that goes up to the, uh, the attic level. And my friend has the uh, spirit box app on and he's uh, being like, we're standing by this door and we're about to go up to the, and before I can say the word, the attic, a voice comes through the spirit box and says, the attic. <laughs> and so that was very bizarre and pretty compelling. Uh, I don't have any way to explain that myself. Yeah, I guess uh, later on, we did at one point, I think we made contact with a spirit named Pamela kind of like identified herself as an old woman who wore a dress we got uh on our device we got the word old and woman and dress and uh specifically at this location that is supposed to be what people encounter they actually have a whole entire book full of people's experiences they keep it at the front desk it's uh called their paranormal logbook and people talk about in there, they say they see this old lady kind of like wandering the halls. And so it was very weird. We got all right in a row uh, the words old woman and dress come through. 
And uh, at that point, we are convinced that we were in contact with some kind of spirit. And then, uh, man, things kind of took a darker turn. We got the word ritual a couple times and blood. And we're like, whoa, okay, well, I guess like the Masons did rituals. But uh, yeah, I guess it said uh, the word blacksmith. And we were thinking probably uh, that's kind of close to kind of what the Masons were. I mean, they did the traits in general. And uh, it got a little dark for a little bit. Uh, we even got a little bit here about sacrifice, which kind of freaked us out. But uh, yeah, that was... <laughs> That definitely the first kind of like paranormal experience I had. I think it all kind of shocked us, to say the least. We were all like really fully think anything that interesting was going to happen, but uh, it kind of took us by surprise, and it happened, and uh, we were all freaking out. And afterwards, I just remember like my mind couldn't really like wrap itself around what had happened. Like I could barely barely think straight and uh yeah the second i got home i just like crashed went to bed and uh that was it yeah it was very weird and interesting well i always recommend that uh even though it doesn't make for uh for good youtube viewing is to go to a location without the, the 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 spirit box or the you know impods or you know uh, some of these uh-huh. other technologies you know take you know take cameras with you but all the other stuff you know don't don't do it and then just see what happens uh, mm-hmm. uh, because because a lot of times the electronics tend to be a distraction from yeah. you know from actual uh, uh, phenomena taking place and you'll be surprised sometimes just, you know, how active a location can be if it's, you know, you just set up your cameras and then, you know, uh, rather than wandering from room to room, you know, asking questions and stuff, you know, you you sit around in one room for a while and uh-huh. and just, you know, see what, you know, you can ask questions and stuff and, and see what happens. You know, sometimes nothing happens. Other times, <laughs> you'll be surprised. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, I think when we thought we were in contact with the spirit, like, it was this kind of, like, very strange, hard-to-describe feeling you get. Like, I I don't really know how to say it. It's like, you kind of, like, feel like something is happening, and your body knows it. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's that's a good point. Uh, I I don't, I haven't tried that yet to try investigating uh, without our devices, but, uh, I can tell you one other, uh, what I would consider the most significant uh, paranormal experience we have had thus far. So uh, yeah, go for our it. Most, most recent investigation, I'm going to give a spoiler alert on what happened. Uh, we went to this axe throwing range. It's kind of like a family fun center. They have like games. They have a shooting range. They have axe throwing. They have a bar. And we were invited there by the owner who uh, claims a bunch of uh, poltergeist activity had been occurring. And uh, basically, to make a long story short, we arrived there. We're like like conducting our interviews with the owners. And then she kind of like 
they closed down and they let us have the whole place to ourselves. Uh, no one else there. At, and we turned off all the lights and did the whole thing. But basically, uh, the very first thing we got on our device, as soon as I turned it on, was the word Johnson. And um, I wasn't even filming, unfortunately. Didn't really think much of it. And so then we start the investigation and this time we got a lot of responses, a lot of actually noises that were completely uh, unaccounted for that we all heard that we have no idea what was happening. And uh, then we get the word or the name Johnson again a little bit later. I was filming. And uh, so at that point, we're kind of intrigued. We're asking, like, who is Johnson? And um we got a lot, and uh, throughout the whole thing, we never really understood what that meant, though. So afterwards, we kind of like did an interview with the owner one more time to kind of go over what had happened, and we all definitely thought there was some kind of bizarre poltergeist phenomenon occurring there because we heard things. We got a lot of responses. And then, so I happened to ask, does the name Johnson mean anything to you? Before we learn about Johnson. Yes. Not Johnson yes. and Johnson, yes. but Johnson. We have Ben and Tim and Gene. You're in the Pentecost. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Silver has always been nature's very own antibiotic, and only one system allows you to generate an endless supply of natural silver solutions. SilverLungs.com. You'll find no wild claims or pseudoscience, just a lifetime of nano-sized pure silver solutions. The Silver Lungs Generator allows you to make your own, so stop paying for silver solutions. The unique lung delivery system targets respiratory infections where other silver solutions simply cannot reach. See the Silver Lungs Generator and Lung Delivery System at SilverLungs.com. That's SilverLungs.com. Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right, we cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. USA News Update. The legal team for former President Trump has until Monday to respond to special counsel Jack Smith's motion for a protective order. The judge denied his lawyer's three-day extension. Smith filed the motion after Trump's Truth Social post, quote, If you go after me, I'm coming after you. More than a dozen people suffered injuries when a Greyhound bus overturned on a highway south of Atlanta. The Texas Attorney General is appealing a ruling that would have relaxed the state's abortion ban. On Friday, a judge temporarily halted the abortion ban for women who have dangerous pregnancy complications. The Kinks keyboardist John Gosling has died, Variety reported. Gosling played on 10 Kinks albums during the 1970s. He was 75. Barbie will win the weekend box office again as it approaches a billion dollars globally. Jerry Barmash, USA News. 
Get healthy, not high, with 100% pure CBD, powerful natural pain relief from Veterans Vitality. GCN listeners, have you ever thought about how CBD may help you? I'm sure you have heard about the many benefits of CBD. Well, here's your opportunity to try before you buy. Created by veterans and for everyone who deserves better choices, our CBD is derived from organic hemp, grown in the USA, and third-party tested. Veterans Vitality CBD saves you as much as 25 to 50% over our competition, and a portion of all sales is contributed to veteran nonprofits and events. Many of our customers have experienced improved quality of life, help with anxiety, PTSD, and overall well-being. Our products do not contain THC. They are safe, non-addictive, effective, and 100% legal. GCN listeners, get your free trial bottle of premium CBD by simply paying shipping and handling at GCNFreeCBD.com. That's GCNFreeCBD.com. Again, GCNFreeCBD.com. Offered by Veterans Vitality Premium CBD. Have you ever watched a video on the internet and found yourself waiting for the skip the ad button? The reason this takes a few seconds is because the video delivery companies get to collect impression commission, and the viewer never sees the advertisement. The company still pays full price to run the ad. Does this sound like a scam to you? Is there any wonder why internet ads are so ineffective? For over 100 years, radio has been a proven source for companies' messages. Radio listeners are engaged and want to support the companies that sponsor the shows they're so passionate about. Simple companies like window treatment, security, pillow companies, and more have been able to break away from the big box stores building multi-million dollar businesses. Find out what radio can do for your business. Call 877-996-4327 or advertise at GCNlive.com. That's advertise at GCNlive.com. Hello, this is John Burroughs, one of the witnesses to the Rendlesham UFO incident. You're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Okay, Ben, tell us about Johnson. All right, so um, we are in our investigation, and um, we hear the word Johnson come up a couple times. The only name that repeated itself. We got maybe a couple other names, but nothing that repeated itself. And so, yeah, afterwards, it was all done and over, and um, we didn't know what that was. We couldn't figure it out. And so we go, and uh, we're talking to the owner, and we are doing our little debrief, our uh, post-investigation interview and findings. So I asked him, like, what does the name uh, Johnson mean to you? And at that point, she kind of like stops and she's like, oh my God, how do you know that name? And I kind of explained, uh, we got it a couple times and like, we did have no idea. And she's like, Johnson was my uncle. And she proceeds to explain that he had died at a young age and they were very, very close. And she actually went in her, um, the shooting range at this, uh, axe throwing facility they had named it they called it johnson's room and there is even a plaque on the wall that says that right there on the wall keith johnson was her name and we we were kind of in disbelief and shock and we're like okay was was this guy kind of a little bit of a trickster like do you like to play jokes on people kind of like have fun and mess with people and apparently that was definitely a big part of his personality 
So yeah, that was, that was pretty um, unnerving, and I, I have no way of explaining, absolutely no way of explaining how that could have happened. It was very strange. So now the uh, the spirit box that you were using, is that the one that uh, it scans across all the radio frequencies and, and then supposedly the uh, uh, entities can can pull out words and uh, uh, not um, cats, but, uh, you know, pop them up on the uh, receiver? Yeah, so uh, I'll, I'll tell you actually the specific device we were using is something that is going to be controversial to a lot of people. We were using an app on our phone. Um, it's called Ghost Tube. And um, a lot of people in the community out there, they don't really believe that apps are real. They don't believe an app will work. But apparently this one, like I, I looked into it beforehand and I tried to like do my research and due diligence. And uh, Ghost Tube, it's developed by real investigators. And how they claim it works is it, basically detects EMF fluctuations in the environment. All phones, all smartphones have an internal magnetometer. And uh, this is used to detect basically the phone's position in space as well as true north on your compass. And so uh, Ghost Tube, all it does is it detects the magnetometer reading and it assigns a word database to each value of the reading. So if your phone detects a very strong reading that is held for a certain amount of time, a word will pop up. And uh, I was still even a little bit skeptical of it, like going into this. So I actually checked the source code. I wanted to really know for sure they weren't like scamming people. And yeah, it turns out this particular app, it does require the permission and use of your phone's magnetometer it really does what it says it does. And the thing is, you can go and you can uh, set off a false positive very easily. You can have the app running. You can put it up to any strong magnetic anything, and it will give off a word. So you know it pretty easily that it's throwing out words. It's based on the theory that uh, ghosts are electromagnetic and uh Ghosts or spirits can give off electromagnetic presence and basically have the ability to communicate with our devices. And uh, yeah, if you think about it, it's pretty similar to what the Ovulus or uh, various other devices, hardware-based devices will do. But uh, yeah, I would encourage people to look into it. Um, that is probably one of the only ones I have found that appears to be legitimate, though. I will say that. You say appear to be legitimate. What's your criteria? I mean, um, a lot of them basically don't have any kind of detailed explanation. Like there's about hundreds of ghost or spirit box apps. And uh, basically none of them really say any kind of explanation, detailed, thorough explanation on how they work. And uh, that was probably one of the only ones I could find that really did. As they say, there's an app for that. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of controversial. People don't inherently trust apps. People out there, I was actually exactly had that mentality. I'm like, apps don't work. That's stupid. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I we got good results, and uh, they apparently work. 
as intended. So there you go. Well, I think it's time that uh, that we bring in your books, and that's that was why we originally <laughs> contacted you to have on your show. But uh, the conversation has been so interesting to this point. But let's talk about. Uh, uh, we'll start out with your your first one, and I know your other one is a work in progress. The Last Dinosaur of the Lost World, My Search for Little Nessie. Now, this is a, uh, it's a fascinating book, and, uh, uh, and I've heard about some of these accounts, but you've gone and, and, and done your research and just, just really uh, uh, produced a very well, uh, well-written and uh, just just a really good research to, uh, a book. Why don't you tell us Thank about you. what what got you interested in this subject to begin with? All right. So, um, yeah, so I think it was the year uh, 2006 or 2007. Um, I have always been fascinated with cryptozoology. And I think uh, I was doing a Google search. I was looking up dinosaurs cryptids like anything of that nature because of course who doesn't love dinosaurs and the thought that there could still be a living dinosaur is inherently fascinating and i happened to come across a post on a message board that no longer exists anymore uh this was a google earth message board and the title of this post was dinosaurs alive in the lost world and so i clicked upon that uh, message board post. And so it was written by a guy who basically self-proclaimed himself as an archaeologist and explorer. His name was Jose, is Jose Miguel Perez Gomez. And uh, he lives in Venezuela. And so what his post is all about, he basically tells this long and detailed story and so he says, in Venezuela, there's this place, Angel Falls. It is the highest waterfall in the world. And it's actually the same location that the movie, Disney movie Up is based off of. Very famous place, but for all the fame, uh, very few people have ever been there. And it's actually the place that the uh, book, The Lost World, is based off of the Arthur Conan Doyle version. And uh, it's basically this giant plateau over 20 miles long, I think it is. And uh, it's absolutely massive in the middle of the jungle, very, very far from any kind of human civilization. The only way to get there is to take a four-day journey by boat. And then once you do that, there's a very, very small village. And then you have to either be an expert mountain climber or you have to take a helicopter, which is what most people do. Ben, when you tell us about this, it explains why I will never, ever visit that place. Not that I have a problem with helicopters. I have problems with yes. mountains. Four yes. days in a boat, I don't know. But it's fun yeah. to listen about. Ben, Gene, and Tim, you're in. The Pentecost. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today.
Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Attention, your money is now controlled by the U.S. government. Picture a world where your every purchase is monitored, tracked, and controlled by those in power to suppress the freedoms of those they see fit. Hi, my name is Jason Hansen. I'm a former CIA officer and New York Times bestselling author. And right now, I become very focused on the impending rollout of the central bank digital currency. This is not a work of fiction. It's a terrifying reality looming on the horizon. But there is a bit of good news. I've partnered with Advantage Gold to offer you a solution. They are specialists in converting your traditional assets, like those inside an IRA or 401k, into tangible assets such as physical gold and silver. Don't allow your money to be controlled. Claim your free gold protection kit from Advantage Gold. Call 800-900-8000-800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Call 800-900-8000. Every day we take steps to keep the people we love safe, but some health risks are easy to miss. Ticks hiding in the yard can spread germs, like the ones that cause Lyme disease. Mice searching for food can spread bacteria that makes us sick. Mosquitoes lay eggs in standing water and can spread West Nile virus and more. Cockroaches are drawn to water in the home, leaving behind allergens that can trigger asthma attacks. Common pests can threaten our health. Learn how to protect your family at PestWorld.org. I need a tax preparer. How should I choose one? using a paid tax preparer this year? Before paying someone to do your taxes, make sure they're qualified. Ask about their fees, experience, and training. Check with the Better Business Bureau. Avoid anyone who promises a higher refund. And review your tax return before you sign it. And make sure your preparer signs it too. For more tips, visit irs.gov and search Choosing a Preparer. Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy. There's no reason why you shouldn't live to be at least 100 and have a great time getting there. And I'm going to give you a free copy of my lecture that tells you exactly how to do it. In fact, after you've lived a long and healthy life, there should be only two documents in your medical chart, a birth certificate and a death certificate. I'm Dr. Wallach with a warning. If you have a four-inch medical chart, if you take prescription drugs for high cholesterol, high blood pressure, arthritis, joint pains, and other health issues, the medical profession is failing you. They're using you for an ATM machine. My free lecture is going to reveal what pharmaceutical companies don't want you to know. There's been groundbreaking research and discoveries on how to effectively treat or eliminate over 900 different diseases naturally. And it's all in my free lecture called Deadly Recipe. So call toll-free 1-855-79-YOUNG. Again, that's toll-free 1-855-79-YOUNG. 
1-855-79-YOUNG. This is Leslie Kane, and I'm with the Coalition for Freedom of Information, and you are listening to the Paracast. See, when you came on the show, Ben, you wanted to get used to everybody's voice. You've heard my voice. It doesn't change very much, except when I do bad imitations. Bond, James Bond. But with Tim Swartz, he's got 28 and a half voices. And get a load of the half voice. (laughs) I reserve that. I reserve that one for special occasions. Okay, you'll have to show it to me. Special occasion. <laughs> anyway, continue with uh, uh, telling us about uh, this plateau in uh, the remote Venezuelan jungles. Yes. All right. So we have this giant plateau, and uh, very few people have ever actually explored there or even been up there. So the author of this internet forum post. He says he has been going there, and he is one of the very few people in the world who starts to explore this plateau. He starts making some expeditions up there. And uh, on one of these expeditions, he meets a hermit living in the jungle. And this guy is living along a river, kind of like near the base of the plateau in a little hut. And uh, the hermit is friendly and invites him in, and they become friends. And after a number of visits, the hermit kind of discloses to the author of the post. He talks about some strange encounters that he's had up on this uh, mountain plateau. And he describes seeing some very peculiar creatures that are unlike any kind of creatures he's ever seen before. They are reptilian. They have a long neck. And they have flippers instead of feet, and they're only about three feet long. And he says, yes, I've seen them a number of times up there, and they live along the rivers. And uh, then they go in the water. They come out and sunbathe, and they go in the water. So Jose Miguel Perez Gomez, he thinks this is very strange and interesting, but he doesn't really know what to make of it. So he says, you know what, I'm going up here again. I'm going to go look for this thing. I'm going to go try to document and see whether or not this could be real. So he goes up, and on one of his next trips up there, he starts looking for watery habitats, and he finds a couple rivers that connect to a small lake. And so he's like, this is the best spot. I'm going to just camp here and see what happens. So he camps out this lake for five nights, just observing it the whole time. And on the very last night, Finally, he sees something, and it is a creature exactly like what the hermit has described, a small reptile with a long neck and flippers. And it's on the shore, and it jumps back in the water, and he only sees it for a split second. But he is 100% convinced of what he saw and what he's seen. And on the way back, he asks the helicopter pilot to fly back over this area and takes a couple of pictures And in one of the pictures, he doesn't notice it at the time, but there's apparently what appears to be a long neck protruding from this lake. And, uh, well, the size of what the creature's neck would have been, it looks kind of small, but in proportion to the body, it would be long. So uh, he makes this, uh, that's his story. 
a post about it. And uh, he also happens to mention um, there's two other people that have seen the creature, a scientist and a helicopter pilot. And that's it. And at the time, I read this, and I'm very fascinated. But I don't really know what to make of it. It's obviously very interesting to me. But yeah, it's not until about uh, 2017, probably, yeah, five-ish years ago that I remember this story and I think to myself, I wonder if this was actually a true story or if this was all kind of like made up. And so that was kind of the beginning for me. I started to look into it and I actually was able to contact Jose Miguel Perez Gomez. And uh, he told me, he assured to me that this story was 100% true, but you know, due to some of the political crises in Venezuela. He hasn't been able to make more expeditions up there. But uh, he assured me it was real and true. And so I kind of thought to myself, if I'm going to really know if it's true, I have to find the other witnesses. I have to find this pilot, this uh, scientist, and anyone else out there who might have seen this thing. And so that's actually what my book is about. I basically a deep dive into my research about everyone connected to the story, uh, everyone who's seen this thing. And uh, luckily, all the witnesses out there are highly credible people, uh, scientists, archaeologists, pilots, that kind of thing. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's my book. It's called The Last Dinosaur of the Lost World and it is available on Amazon.com. Now, this location is uh it's in venezuela and it's it's uh, located in a, a national park there's a big national park it, it's uh twelve thousand square miles it's one of the largest yeah. parks in venezuela and uh that but there are other plateaus besides uh this one uh, according to uh, what i'm looking at now uh, uh from from nasa says the majority of the park is covered by steep, flat-top mountains known as, and I don't even going to try to pronounce it, Tapuis, maybe? Meaning House yes. of the Gods. Tapuis, exactly. Yeah, tapuis. And it says that uh, there's more than 100 Tapuis, which can range from uh, 3,000 to 10,000 feet in height. Now, mm-hmm. those, are, those are some huge geologic formations. Yeah, they're absolutely massive. And the craziest part about this all is I'm only talking about one of these tapuis here. There is as many as 50 in Venezuela that have not been explored whatsoever. So it's really anyone's guess what could still be out there. And uh, yeah, it's only uh, the beginning, say that. Well, and as you said... um when these were first discovered, they really they 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 captured the world by storm. And Sir Sir Conan Doyle, uh, Arthur Conan Doyle, who wrote uh, Sherlock Holmes uh, books, wrote The Lost World, based on one of these tabletop mountains. And there's been a number of movies made along the same uh, uh, with that with that title of various different plot lines <laughs> uh yes this is a idea that you know it really captures your kind of imagination because 
it's this kind of like geologically isolated place within another isolated place because it's a plateau like whatever is up there is up there and has no access to the outside world and uh, and yeah it's uh it's it's very fascinating uh they're very understudied ecosystems and something i did learn in the course of my research is almost 50 percent of all plant and animal life to these plateaus are unique to these plateaus they do not exist anywhere else so it kind of does confirm this kind of like lost world hypothesis in the sense that these places are home to unique life um as far as the dinosaur or what i like to call little nessie goes not technically a dinosaur a plesiosaurus was is an extinct marine reptile but uh Recently, uh, I think it was 2021, in the news, they actually came out and discovered a plesiosaurus fossil in a freshwater river environment. And that's extremely significant because up until then, they had only found these things out in the open ocean, and they thought they were saltwater animals. Turns out, they actually came into freshwater ecosystems and... Contrary to popular opinion, they weren't always big. There were subspecies that were actually very small in location, or very small in size, excuse me, and that lived in freshwater. So now, do you know um, how how explored is this particular plateau? And it's it's uh, correct me if I'm wrong here. It's the it's the it's the largest one in that area, right? Uh, I believe it's like the second largest one. And I mean, it's hard to really give you an answer to that. I mean, there are various scientific papers and expeditions that have occurred, but it's really not too many. It's probably like two or three scientific papers that describe the flora, the fauna. And uh, other than that, there's tourists who want to go up there. There's people We've got more people. We've got more to talk about people, including us. Ben, Gene, Tim, you're in. The Pettercast. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you love reading about the mysteries of the universe? Do you wonder what secrets are hidden in the shadows of our own planet? If so, you won't want to miss these two amazing books by Tim R. Swartz and Sean Castile. In Mimics, The Others Among Us, you'll explore the world of the mimics of man, beings that can look like us but are not. They've been among us since the beginning of history, hiding in plain sight, influencing our culture in ways we can scarcely imagine. In Alien Artifacts, Incredible Evidence of Exotic Material from UFO Encounters, you'll discover the so-called hard evidence of UFOs that's been available for study this entire time, but for the most part has been ignored. These two books will open your eyes to a hidden reality that has been right in front of our eyes all along. That's Mimics, The Others Among Us, and Alien Artifacts, Incredible Evidence of Exotic Material from UFO Encounters by Tim R. Swartz and Sean Castile. Available now on Amazon.com. 
Are you curious about what might be missing from your diet and supplement choices? Take a free health assessment to identify your possible nutrient deficiencies. As a certified holistic health coach, I will help you assess and prioritize a supplement program based on Dr. Wallach's recommendations. Call Linda at 833-VITAL-90. That number to call is 833-848-2590. That's 833-VITAL-90. Hi, this is Dr. Joel Wallach, the Mineral Doctor. You've heard me talk about 90 for Life for years. 60 minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, 2 fatty acids. You may not know this, that I've actually designed Arthur decks for animals. That's right. Your pets need 90 for Life, too. Get this essential pet product by calling 877-279-9422. That's 877-279-9422. Again, 877-279-9422. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Ben, we cut you out in the middle of a description, but we have to do that because this little clock on the wall says, you got to go when you got to go. So let's continue. Where where was the question? We had asked about the uh, uh, types of explorations that's been conducted on this uh, uh, particular plateau. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, there's only about uh, two scientific papers that I have read, two major expeditions, scientific expeditions, in this plateau that have occurred. And uh, I actually did talk to another guy um, who r- runs a nonprofit environmental nonprofit organization and he actually uh his whole thing is he goes up and has people set camera traps up there to document what kind of wildlife could or is up there and his whole philosophy is um if we can document endangered or unique species in this environment then we can kind of like better protect this area we can better protect whatever species we find He's found uh, quite a few creatures, various known creatures, and also some unknown ones, mainly snakes and uh, amphibians, that type of thing that live up there. So, yeah, he's doing some amazing research, not really in the sense of exploring, but more passively observing. Yeah, there is research going on there right now. Hey, you talked about uh, uh, tourists. Does the Venezuelan government actually allow tourists uh, to go up uh, on that plateau? Uh, yeah, they do. Um, wow. It's kind of a developing industry. I wouldn't say that there's too many tourists who really can make that happen. Like like I said, you have to take a long boat ride. you got to go to a very small village. you got to do a lot of things to kind of like get out there. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's being definitely encouraged also by the nonprofit. They want to encourage the tourism side of things because that kind of is a really good source of sustainable uh, income for the local people there. But uh, yeah, yeah, like I said, like that's not your average tourist experience. Uh, it's pretty intense. Not too many people are doing it. 
And I can imagine, considering the size of this plateau, that there's really only a limited area that they're able to uh, uh, go to. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I, I still haven't been there, but it definitely is uh, something I plan to do someday. Um, I can only imagine it would be beyond incredible. So, you know, we'll see. Well, I mean, considering that, uh, just uh, uh, looking looking at your book, that uh, Angel Falls wasn't even was it? Uh, it wasn't even really discovered until what was it, like nineteen twenty. Yeah. Um, so that's yeah. that's just really recent. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's uh, the other thing about it is like the local people there, like the native Indian, the native Venezuelans who live in that area, they are traditionally kind of like scared of these mountains. They call them the Tapuis, which is translated as the home of the gods. And uh, they basically claim that these kind of like evil spirits inhabit these mountains and that they can possess you. They can, steal your soul or they can even cause you to completely disappear so yeah that that's another like factor you have to think about of why these locations are so extremely understudied and unknown today why don't you tell us a little bit more about um i'm terrible with names here you have to forgive me what is it alexander's lemay lamey <laughs> uh, okay <laughs> Uh, because uh, uh, there there's some interesting uh, uh, things. I mean, not just uh, um, not just about the uh, uh, the creatures, but uh, uh, it says that uh, uh, he'd been enticed by tales of a golden river on top of the mountain. Yeah, definitely. I think the whole uh, history behind this place is pretty incredible too. Like someone could probably just write a book about that and not have any kind of dinosaur stuff in there and it would still be very interesting and uh yeah there's this guy that called alexander lame lime he was the hermit in the internet post and uh he actually heard from the pilot jimmy angel who the angel falls is uh named after jimmy angel discovered this place first in an airplane and uh, Jimmy Angel thought there was gold there. And so he talks about rivers of gold. And he apparently had one time landed and found a bunch of gold at this location. So, uh, yeah, he told this story a lot. He told this to everyone who would basically listen. Told this to Alexander Lime, who in turn went there. That's probably why he went there to begin with, to look for the rivers of gold. And... Uh, yeah, Alexander Lime was a character. He definitely had a lot of interesting statements. He claimed he saw other things up there, including giant hoofed footprints. He claimed he saw a pigeon three times the size of a normal pigeon. And he also claimed he saw these three-foot-tall humanoid entities that lived within various caves. And uh, that stuff hasn't really been investigated properly by anyone, but it is confirmed rather recently that this plateau is basically riddled with caves. 
actually contains the longest quartz limestone eave system in the world. And uh, so it's very interesting that this guy, Alexander Lime, said this before it was known there was any caves. So, uh, yeah, I, I personally see no discernible reason to think he would have made up this or other uh, parts of his story that have turned out to be true over time. That sounds almost like the um, Central and South American uh, legends of the uh, Duende. And you talk about the the little creatures living in, or li- little humanoid creatures living in the caves. So yeah. it makes you it makes you wonder if the uh, uh, the 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 villagers and the people who who live in the area around these uh, tapuis. Um, have these kinds of stories a lot of times just to keep the kids <laughs> to scare the kids and keep them in at night um that's a possibility it could be some just uh people up there living up there who some kind of uh ethnic group or um, tribe of people that is right now undocumented it's it's anyone's guess <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I said, yeah, these these places are very understudied, and uh, there's still 50 more plateaus in Venezuela alone that no one has ever been to. Wow. Now, you also mentioned in the book um, a book written by uh, Jimmy Angel's niece, Karen Angel, and she had a she had um, a story that I remember hearing about years ago. Um, yeah, Karen Angel, uh, she wrote a book about um, Jimmy Angel, the famous explorer uh, who discovered this plateau. And uh, yeah, she basically wrote his biography. Um, yeah, he, he had a very interesting story. I personally don't remember all the details to it, but uh, he lived a very interesting life. And I recommend anyone to go look into it. In the book that uh, uh, that she wrote, and you included it uh, in your own, um, that uh, um, Lamy reported to many people, and this is what uh, uh, I guess uh, uh, Jimmy Angel had had written down at some point, including American travel writer uh, Tim Cahill. Before we go he, any further with that, your description, Tim, we've got to a break. Ben, Gene, Tim, you're in the podcast. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com.
First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. If we've learned anything from recent news, it's that unexpected things are happening. Your gut tells you there's something very wrong going on, and all the evidence suggests that there is. Government emails are hacked. There's talk of how to fight World War III, and trade of grains and food are being disrupted. Those in charge say everything's fine. Stop noticing. But you know better. It's time to invest in self-reliance and emergency food storage now, more than ever. My Patriot Supply, the nation's largest emergency preparedness company, is the place you can trust. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contains tasty breakfasts, lunch, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Get at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save 25%, plus get free shipping on all their three-month emergency food kits. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com today. It's time to prepare for what's coming. MyPatriotSupply.com G'day, I'm Jamel that works with Dr. Joel Wallach and the GCN team with Longevity at TeamG'day.com. By becoming an associate, you provide income for you and your family on your own hours while working from home. So contact me, Jamel, by filling in the contact box at teamgaday.com and I will get back to you personally and provide all the support you need to get started and build your longevity business. Teamgaday.com. Teamgaday.com. Wellness and self-care doesn't have to be complicated. So keep it simple and take good care of yourself with Sunny Bay Heating Pads. Our heating pads soothe pains in the neck, back, and shoulders while relaxing muscles and increasing blood circulation. Sunny Bay Heating Pads have always been made in the USA and hand-filled to perfection with the highest quality materials. Sunny Bay Heating Pads are the perfect wellness gift for loved ones or yourself. See all of our high-quality products at sunny-bay.com including heated body pads, neck pillows, heated neck and body wraps, and our stress-reducing lavender line. They're all affordable, durable, and in stock now and ready for immediate shipping direct from sunny-bay.com. Read our trusted, authentic, and real reviews at sunny-bay.com or just search for Sunny Bay Heating Pad. To your good health and wellness from Sunny Bay. Medicaid and CHIP offer free or low-cost health coverage for children and teens. Hospital and doctor visits, prescriptions, shots, and more are covered. That's peace of mind for parents if a child is sick or gets injured. And parents may now be eligible for Medicaid, too, even if they've applied in the past. Enrollment is always open. Visit insurekidsnow.gov or call 1-877-KIDS-NOW. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. As Tim recovers his voice, you started in the last segment 
to recite something and you need to continue. Go ahead. All right, Gene. <coughs> All right, Gene. Sometimes you have to give do a little phlegm to get that voice back. <laughs> so Lamy reported to many people, including American travel writer Tim Cahill, that he had seen prehistoric creatures on the Tapuli. And I'm not even going to pronounce How do you pronounce the name of this place, uh, Ben? <laughs> That's a good uh, question. I think you're doing it right. <laughs> well, it's like... Uh, are you one tapui or <laughs> exactly yes that's the, uh, that's the correct pronunciation <laughs> but anyway Lamy said that he had been walking on the river and quite a bit ahead of him he had seen some strange dark shapes sunning on rocks in a deep pool now one of the i heard was that these things were relatively small like maybe the size of a large iguana but they had long necks Four flippers, two in the front, two in the back, and that when the thing saw him, they slithered off the rocks and dropped into the water. Sounds like that he ran across, like, juvenile versions of these things. Um, yeah, um, from all the reports of these creatures, they have all been actually, yeah, three feet long is usually what I have heard. So we probably can make an educated guess that if they are real, they don't grow very big because they live in kind of like these small river ecosystems. They don't live in like open ocean. They're adapted to their environment over you know, millions of years. So, uh, yeah, you can kind of think of them as a um, Loch Ness monster, a miniature sized one. That might be adapted to live upon very small um, insects or fish or in amphibians. That's how I see it. Mm-hmm. Now, the uh, the picture that you have in the book that was taken by Jose Miguel uh, Perez Gomez, which is on page 10 for anyone who wants to uh, get a copy of for themselves, and I highly recommend it. Uh, it says, zoomed-in picture of a larger photo showing a strange shape protruding from the water. What Did he estimate on what size this thing could have been that, that he saw swimming around? I mean, from my uh, talks with him, this was something he didn't really see at the time. And he told me it was very like difficult to take a picture from a moving helicopter trying to find these creatures and photograph them and he didn't really notice this until later i don't think he really could have given an accurate estimate on the size but in his estimation it was more or less appeared to be the right size yeah it, it was a very difficult circumstances and the photo is blurry but i don't know you look at it and you see a curved kind of thin shape rising from the middle of the water. And yeah, it makes you wonder. It makes you think a little bit. Yeah, well, I mean, it's got that classical Loch Ness Monster shape to it. Yes, Um, it does. And looking at, because it looks to be at least fairly close to to the shore, and you can see like a canopy of trees fairly close by, you know, you can probably estimate that it's, it's probably taller than three feet sticking above the water. I'd say, you know, like maybe uh, uh, between three to uh, six feet in in height. And let's see, and he's, he said that this picture was taken 
what did he call it? It was the Valley of the... I'm going to find this again here. <laughs> Valley of the Dinosaurs, which was in an area at the foothills on the of the plateau, not on the plateau, but uh, uh, on the uh, um, foothills surrounding it. Um, actually, uh, okay, so, yeah, the picture took that is in my book. That picture was from the small lake and lagoon ecosystem that was on the top of the uh, mountain oh, okay. itself. And uh, the Valley of the Dinosaurs, so that was a term that Alexander Limey, the hermit, spoke about. And uh, he was the one who claimed this was an area he had discovered that was somewhere in the foothills of the plateau that yeah. uh, was home to more of the creatures. And uh, he never actually revealed the precise location so, uh, I don't know, I, I have studied this whole area extensively on satellite photography, and there are many valleys all around it. So that's one of the things I talk about is if these creatures are real, they obviously live in a much larger territory than just the plateau. It's possible they're all over this whole general jungle area. And again, no one really knows they're there because it's so isolated to begin with. And who just goes out into the jungle for no reason uh, around this giant mountain? There's nothing there for miles and miles. Maybe there is. <laughs> Maybe there is. <laughs> Maybe there is. <laughs> That's why they need to get out there. But having been in some harsh jungles myself in Central and South America, yeah. I wouldn't want to do it. <laughs> now, what about, you've got a chapter called The Scientist, and uh, you referred to a TV show called uh, uh, Terra X. Do you want to talk about that? All right, yeah. So, the other uh, witness on record, like, there's not too many, so it's a challenge to research all this. Uh, Jose Miguel Perez Gomez said there is a professor, a scientist, who has, had seen the creature also. And that's also what I learned from the pilot who I spoke to who saw it as well. And it uh, turns out this scientist, he was from the University of Caracas, and uh, he did an expedition, I think, in the 90s. As, and it was documented by a, a TV very kind of obscure TV show called Terex, T-E-R-R-E-X. And uh, they were kind of like, along this expedition, there were uh, a presenter, there was the scientist, and there were some German scientists. It was kind of like a German expedition. And so it wasn't supposed to be about the dinosaur at all. <laughs> uh, originally, it was kind of just like a science expedition. They were just up there to kind of like study the flora, the fauna, the environment. And it starts off like any other kind of science National Geographic show where they're just going along the river and commenting on various flowers and things they see. And then they're up there on the plateau, kind of like looking around. And then there's this very, very dramatic scene where a helicopter comes down from the sky and out of the helicopter jumps the scientist 
and he starts screaming. He starts shouting, waving his arms frantically, and you can't hear anything they're saying. We are going to and, break uh, here on the cliffhanger. They're waving, we're waving. Gene, Tim, and Ben, you're in the podcast. <laughs> Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com. News update. In the headlines this Sunday morning, former President Trump speaking in South Carolina last night at the Silver Elephant Gala. Detectives on Long Island say they've identified another possible victim of the serial killer, correspondent Brad Siegel, on the story. Law enforcement authorities on Long Island, New York, are identifying another Gilgo Beach murder victim. Speaking to reporters Friday, police say the remains of Karen Vergata were found in 1996 and again in 2011. Vergata was known as Fire Island Jane Doe until Friday's announcement. The news comes after the suspect, Rex Hewerman, was charged with the murder of three victims in the Gilgo Beach area. I'm Brad Siegel. And you still have a chance to become a billionaire. The Mega Millions jackpot is climbing sky high. Tuesday's jackpot will be worth $1.5 billion. That's the third largest U.S. lottery jackpot. I'm Chris Caraggio. And I'm Laura Winters, USA News. I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who help people that have been injured or wronged. If you've been involved in a serious car, truck, or motorcycle accident, or injured at work, you have rights, and you may be entitled to money for your suffering. Don't accept an offer you get from an insurance company until you talk to a lawyer. And we represent some of the best personal injury lawyers you can find. Tough lawyers that will fight to win your case. And they're so good, they stake their reputation on it by only getting paid if you win. So if you've been in a serious car, truck, or motorcycle accident, or hurt on the job, find out today for free what kind of compensation you may be entitled to. Call the legal helpline right now. 800-524-3810. 800-524-3810. That's 800-524-3810. That's 800-524-3810. 
I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who help people that have been injured or wronged. If you've been involved in a serious car, truck, or motorcycle accident or injured at work, you have rights and you may be entitled to money for your suffering. Don't accept an offer you get from an insurance company until you talk to a lawyer. And we represent some of the best personal injury lawyers you can find. Tough lawyers that will fight to win your case. And they're so good they stake their reputation on it by only getting paid if you win. So if you've been in a serious car, truck, or motorcycle accident or hurt on the job, find out today for free what kind of compensation you may be entitled to. Call the legal helpline right now. 800-509-4492-800-509-4492-800-509-4492. That's 800-509-4492. This is Jacques Vallée, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Okay, we rave, you wave. Tell us more, Ben. Yeah, so they're all, he's waving, and you can't hear anything that he's saying. And um, basically, the narration takes over at that point and says that he's saying that he's just seen the dinosaur. And it's exactly like Alexander Lime has said it would be. It's a small creature. And at that point, the whole expedition changes. And they're like, okay, this is all about finding a dinosaur now. And they're arguing. They're looking around, and they don't find anything. So, yeah, they they really can't find it. And it shows them kind of like talking a lot. They're arguing. Like, is this even possible? And that's about all that happened on that TV show, it is worth noting that the guy who saw it up there was this uh, very credentialed scientist from the University of Caracas. This isn't someone, some random person. This is a legitimate uh, scientist. And uh, did he did he see this thing, you know, in the in the water in a river or what? I believe he saw it in the exact same lagoon that Jose Miguel Perez Gomez saw it. Oh, okay. And within the same size range as the other descriptions, more of a of a of a smaller version of a plesiosaur. Um, that's correct. Yeah, they kind of like talk about: could it be some kind of otter? Could it be an unknown type of reptile? And nothing really fits. So now, how how likely do you think that? A creature that lived, or at least a species, not the individual creatures, but a species that maybe developed millions of years ago could still be alive today. The species could still be alive today in a remote area on the globe. Yeah, that's a really good question. And um, For example, we have um, here in Oregon... Um, I'm actually out here at the river right now as we're talking. Here in this very river, we have a bunch of sturgeons. Um, And uh, sturgeons are these ancient prehistoric fish that have been around for 100 million years, basically unchanged in their appearance. And uh, yeah, people confuse them for lake monsters all the time. And uh, yeah, it's very, very possible that some life forms 
can kind of exist for eons over time, not really change all that much. Oh, and I've I've seen sur- surgeons in real life too. I mean, they are definitely prehistoric looking, and they can get huge. Yeah, they can get uh, up to twenty feet. I can't even imagine. That would be cool to see one. I have only seen one once before. Well, and you also have, say, like the coelacanth, which was first discovered uh, in the ocean off of, I think it was South Africa. But later they found them in other locations. And uh, they really haven't, uh, it's a fish that hasn't changed much in millions of years. Yeah, we also have, uh, of course, crocodiles. Um, they've been around for a very long time as well. So, yeah, there are these certain outlier species that appear to exist through the long periods of time and really not change too much. Well, in relationship to this, what do you think about other stories of sea serpents, lake monsters, like Lake Champlain, Loch Ness Monster, things like that. Well, heck, I mean, even um, off the Washington and Oregon coast, there's been sightings of what appear to be, sea, you know, what they would, you know, they would call sea serpents. Um, I think that some could be real. Uh, probably the one that stands out to me the most would be a Champ in Virginia. Um the reason why is there's been at least three people that I know of that have recorded echolocation in Lake Champlain in Virginia. Vermont. And, it's, in uh, Vermont. it's in Vermont. I'm sorry, Vermont, yes. And to me, that's uh, very compelling. Like, There's not supposed to be any kind of life form that can echolocate aside from a dolphin and beluga whale. And when you listen to it, it's very like unmistakable. There, I do believe there is something in that lake that is producing echolocation. And it's just kind of a question of what is it? Um, according to all the people who have seen something with their own eyes, it's one of these uh, Loch Ness monster type things. But uh, of course, you could have a freshwater dolphin. But I don't understand how a dolphin would remain undiscovered. Dolphins are highly social and... Uh, tend to make their presence known most of the time. Now, one thing that occurs to me when we talk about all these strange creatures, how often people simply misinterpret something conventional for something unusual. I think that that does happen. Uh, Believe it or not, I'm kind of a skeptic, skeptic on the Loch Ness Monster um, I've heard a lot that there's kind of like giant eels there. And, uh, I think there is an argument to be made that given the amount of public scrutiny and attention that that particular area has received, it seems more likely than not to me, we would have found that one by now. So yeah, we could have a lot of factors eels, uh, various other large fish that would look really bizarre if you had no kind of like context for it. 
Well, and things about the alleged Loch Ness Monster and Lake Champlain and, and some of these other large lake monsters is that they all t- tend to be in large freshwater lakes along the same latitudes across the globe. Uh, you know, Lake Champlain, Loch Ness are, you know, pretty close together along those lines. Uh, and then when you come to the southern latitudes, um, Venezuela, and then, you know, other places around the globe along the same latitude, again, all have similar reports of strange lake creatures. That's a compelling, uh, yeah, I, I, I think that's worth studying more and looking into the correlation between uh, longitudes and latitudes and specific nature of these reports. I, I definitely think that's a good thing to think about. Well, what, uh, what do you hope will happen next? I mean, do you, do you think that there are going to be other people who um, – will take this ball and run with it. Would you like to take this ball and run with it? I mean, I know this is a very remote location, but, uh, uh, you know, would you like to go there and see for yourself? Um, yeah, I think for uh, me right now, I, I have another book coming out, which is kind of like about more lost world locations, more of these types of similar stories. And, uh, that's been my focus. Uh, you know, eventually, yeah, I would love to go study it for myself, but these type of things, yeah, they take a lot of funding and time and resources to really, really get out there, as you can see and imagine. Well, what about uh, DNA research? You've got a you got a section in your book that's uh, that that talked about uh, uh, using DNA to try to identify um, creatures in various locations. I know that they've done that with uh, Bigfoot as well. We'll talk about DNA and more with Ben Tejada Ingram, Gene Steinberg, Tim Swartz, you're in The Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Hey, listeners, I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. 
Get healthy, not high, with 100% pure CBD, powerful natural pain relief from Veterans Vitality. GCN listeners, have you ever thought about how CBD may help you? I'm sure you have heard about the many benefits of CBD. Well, here's your opportunity to try before you buy. Created by veterans and for everyone who deserves better choices, our CBD is derived from organic hemp, grown in the USA, and third-party tested. Veterans Vitality CBD saves you as much as 25 to 50% over our competition, and a portion of all sales is contributed to veteran nonprofits and events. Many of our customers have experienced improved quality of life, help with anxiety, PTSD, and overall well-being. Our products do not contain THC. They are safe, non-addictive, effective, and 100% legal. GCN listeners, get your free trial bottle of premium CBD by simply paying shipping and handling at GCNFreeCBD.com. That's GCNFreeCBD.com. Again, GCNFreeCBD.com. Offered by Veterans Vitality Premium CBD. Tahibo Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea helps build red corpuscles in the blood, which carry oxygen to our organs and cells. Our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen to develop, and cancer dies in oxygen. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system, and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit shopsupertea.com. The first word is shop, spelled S-H-O-P, then the word super, and then the word tea. The complete website is shopsupertea.com or call us at 818-984-6100 Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-984-6100. ShopSuperTea.com. Extend your life with ExtendoVite. Everyone around me seems to get sick but me. My brother got the flu twice. My mother was down with some sort of fever. People at work were taking sick days off and others were just plain tired and run down. And me? Well, I just keep feeling great all the time with ExtendoVite. My grandfather used to talk about the power of garlic and other herbs he took that kept him healthy. I'm lucky. Extendivite was just what I needed to keep me healthy, and Extendivite is all natural. Extendivite was designed for the heart but does so much more by keeping me healthy all the time. I'll take Extendivite forever. Get your two-month supply for only $69.95 plus shipping and handling. My name is Rick, and you can be like me just by calling one 877 928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com Extend your life with ExtendoVite This is Micah Hanks of the Grayley Report and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Tim Swartz asked a question of our guest, Ben Tahada Ingram. In our previous segment, Ben, what's your answer? Can you remind me of the question? Sure. We were talking about uh, uh, DNA research and how you can just take a sample of, say, like the dirt or water at a location and be able to pull out the DNA of, of animals that have been around there. And uh, there's been attempts to do the same thing in North America in search of Bigfoot. Yeah, you know, I, I think that's probably the best kind of evidence you can hope to ask for, aside from uh, physical 
body or proof. You know, there have been various attempts to find Bigfoot DNA. Some have been <laughs> successful, some have not. But I'll tell you guys about something interesting I learned in my new book. I have a chapter about the Yeti. And in Bhutan, there was a uh, expedition taken by Josh Gates, the TV explorer. And he found a strand of hair. And he got it analyzed and According to the actual science laboratory there, they said it appeared human and it had all the markers of human DNA, but 100% was not human. And then they went on to say that um, it could have been some kind of undocumented ethnic group or it could have been some kind of near human relative. But what they were sure was it actually was some kind of primate species that was not a part of the database whatsoever. So, you know, people ask, like, what is the proof of Bigfoot? And you can call that proof, but really what's needed is more samples, more of the same type of thing to really conclusively prove that there is something out there, some new species. Well, I should mention that something similar happened in Kentucky where a group had taken a soil sample around what appeared to be a Bigfoot nest, for want of a, want of a better word, and the results came back as pantroglodyte, which is a chimpanzee. Now, as far as I know, there's no chimpanzee in Kentucky, but that was the closest match that they could come up with. And when it comes to this kind of DNA research, if it is an unknown species, then the result will come back as you know inconclusive, which makes it very difficult to try to use this to discover a new species. You basically have to have a sample by which to compare it. Also, if it's a close relative to an existing species, it may not register that much different. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's very frustrating, but, um, you know, really what's needed is more evidence, more samples. And, uh, you know, these single pieces of DNA, I think are very compelling, but not all people agree. People tend to have a strange view about it, but the fact of the matter is there are things out there that shouldn't be there that don't match that are not part of the existing scientific uh, body of knowledge. And they are real. Like, you cannot fake DNA. Uh, it's impossible to alter or change any kind of DNA evidence. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, definitely something going on, and people need to take it seriously. Well, it's like the recent examination of the waters of Loch Ness looking for something a different type of species and the best that they could come up with was there were a lot of eels there so i mean if you have something that may be a close species to eel but something unknown that's the closest result that you're going to get so the same way would be with these possible creatures in in venezuela if they're related to some other type of current modern species, then that's that's going to be the result. It's going to go to whatever it would be related to. Yeah, I think um, 
it's very well possible that uh, a lot of this Bigfoot DNA is misinterpreted as human DNA because it could be that they're very closely related to us. But uh, some of these other ones, there might not be any very like kind of close relative in the DNA record. Yeah, it's it's very interesting. Do you think there are any other locations, um, you know, in Venezuela or South America where these creatures uh, could possibly uh, also exist? To my knowledge, the answer to that is no. But I will say there have been some other isolated reports, some within the Amazon River and some even down in Argentina of similar creatures, things that might resemble something with a long neck, reptilian, but I I don't know. Uh, I think when you have kind of these one-off reports, they can't really be confirmed or denied, so... It's very possible that there's more of them out there, that they live in other places, but definitely more study and research needs to be done to really know. Well, the problem, I think, sometimes with a lot of this phenomena is it's fodder for reality TV shows. As we all know, reality TV shows have a mixed record or accuracy because they're looking for ratings, and the ratings breed ads. So it makes it more difficult to separate the real stories from the stuff. Well, we got a crazy story. Let's just present it because it looks good. Yeah, you have to do your uh, due diligence with reality TV. Um, There are some people out there that I think are more real than others. And uh, (laughs) that's a whole other subject unto itself. But uh, yeah, yeah, you always have to be aware of that when you're watching these shows. Well, one thing we'll ask you on the premium show after the PowerCast is the ways you can tell whether that particular show is accurate or is just exaggerating stuff so they find the ghost after 43 minutes, if you know what I mean. Hey, we're just about out of time in our main show. Would you tell our listeners, Ben, Dahada, Ingram, where we can learn more about your stuff and what you got coming up? Yeah, if anyone wants to come find me on the internet, I would say look up my book on Amazon, The Last Dinosaur of the Lost World. And uh, next month, some point, August for sure, my new book will be out, and it will be called The Lands Forgotten by Time. And you can just search that, or really just uh, search my name, Ben Tahada Ingram, and that's spelled T-E-J-A-D-A hyphen I-N-G-R-A-M. We'll be looking forward to you. And books are available at Amazon, I assume? Yes. Excellent. I'm going to ask you a fast question before we go. You chase the unknown. Do you have a day job? Uh, Yes, I have a day job. I do not make a full-time living at this yet. Can you tell us what you do? Oh, I work in a hospital uh, sterilization department. Nothing too exciting. Hey, if it pays the bills, that's perfectly fine. Speaking of paying the bills, you can find us on Twitter, or X, or whatever it's called now. I keep losing track. On Threads, on Facebook, as the Paracast on all three. We also offer branded merchandise. 
So you have a Paracast logo, choose one of four of them, and get the T-shirt and the throw pillow and the cap and all the really good stuff at great prices. Check out the Paracast.shop or the Paracast.store. They both work. Both go to the same place. We offer a very, very special version of this show without the network ads. And to do that, you have to subscribe to the Paracast Plus at the Paracast.plus. We also offer the After the Paracast podcast, where we continue discussions with our guests, or we have other discussions. You can't miss it. It's uncensored. We also offer a special discount. Use the coupon code UFO20, UFO20, and you get a discount of 20% on five-year and lifetime subscriptions at theparacast.plus. Ben Tejada Ingram, thanks for joining us on the Paracast. Oh, thank you guys for having me so much. I really, really appreciate the opportunity. Featuring Gene Steinberg is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in the Paracast. <laughs>